With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA, Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA, and the Edge of Philly Sports Network. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesko. Chet, the Phils had a great weekend in Washington. Not so good last night in Texas and not so good right now today in Texas either. We'll certainly talk about that. Flyers finally got their Stanley Cup coach taken care of in John Tortorella. The NBA draft is tomorrow night. Rumors have it that the Sixers are looking to make a move, uh, to move that 23rd pick for a win-now player. We'll see about that. The Eagles made a move to strengthen their safety position as well. You spent some of Father's Day at the Irish Rover Station House car show. That looked great, too. Always plenty to talk about on the Philly sports scene. Always, Bill. Yeah, the Phillies are 15 and four this month, perhaps soon to be 15 and five. As you said, they're trailing right now in the eighth inning in Texas. Tough go down in Texas for the Phillies all the time, it seems. It is NBA draft night eve. We'll see what the Sixers end up doing. And yeah, we finally have some real news to talk about with the Flyers. Going to be interesting with Tortorella in charge for sure. And Bill, it is officially summer. Bring on the heat. I can handle it. And it's always a good night for a beer, you know? <laughs> you you want to call this summer. Well, you know, I'm, I'm up here in the Northlands and uh, in Cape May about froze to death this morning. I was outside yeah. trying to drink my coffee, got chased inside. What's up with that? It's going to warm up real soon. Uh, I hear you. It's almost July. It better. I know. But hey, we've got two great guests returning tonight in Neil Hartman, who runs Rowan University Center for Sports Communication and 80 year old Ray Low, a U.S. Masters All-American swimmer, a.k.a. the luckiest guy in the world. It's going to be another really good one. And absolutely it is. And this was not planned. I mentioned this last week, and Neil may remember this. As it turned out, we had the exact two same guests visit our show on the same show one year ago. It was in early June last year. We're going to have even more fun with these two kids this time around, Bill. Yes, we are. Let's get to it. Let's welcome Neil Hartman back to Philly Press Box Radio Neil, always our pleasure. Great to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. 
All right, Neil. Yeah, thanks for joining us once again. You are now officially a member of the Five Timers Club here on Philly Press Bucks Radio, which gets you nothing, unfortunately. But <laughs> just thought I'd mention that. Um, let's talk Sixers first, Neil. Uh, like me, I'm sure you were disappointed the way the postseason ended once again this year, a second round elimination. Uh, like most fans, I was really disappointed. And I'm not overly optimistic about what they're going to do in the offseason. They just don't have the capability, I don't think, to do a whole lot. What do you see them doing to try to improve and to win fans back? Well, I think they realize they need something. They need more than what they have. And how that is configured here in the offseason, we'll see. The draft is obviously a key time. Uh, you mentioned the 23rd pick in the first round. So uh, that was something that, you know, we weren't sure if they were going to have a first round pick this year or not. So we'll see if Daryl Morey moves that pick, does something with it. Matisse Thibel, is he on the block? Is, you know, is some is someone else on the team on the block? We'll find out. Um, you know, there's Bradley Beal now, unrestricted free agent. That's very intriguing. How do they pay for a player like that if they are interested in a player like Beal? So there's a lot of things, but Daryl Morey is not a type of individual that sits back and just uh, watches everybody else make moves. I think he's like Howie in many ways. Uh, if I can use an Eagles analogy, that I think he'll he'll do something. Um, if it's not tomorrow night, uh, certainly during the offseason, he knows he needs to do something to enhance his ball club. Mm-hmm. Well, Neil, I, I, I always have to set Chet up for this uh, because it's his favorite line that we, we've come up with since the end of the season. Uh, Glenn Rivers. Uh, Glenn Rivers, what what is your take on Glenn? Go ahead, Chet, play it. I'm not doing it. I'm not playing it again, no. <laughs> so know, I'm gathering that Chet is not a Doc Rivers fan. <laughs> Go ahead, Chet. Uh, I have to do it. Okay. Yeah, I've been playing this every week just because whenever we talk about the coach, we get – what Glenn's opinion is of himself. I think I do a, a terrific job. I think I do a, a terrific job, a terrific job, a terrific job, a terrific job. <laughs> I wasn't so going to do it. But. Neil yeah, Hartman, what you do you go. think of Glenn's job? Well, look, I, you know, when I, when I see during the playoffs and they show the list of, of coaches that have won more playoff games uh, in NBA history, his name's on that list. So uh, I think he gets a little bit of a tough rap. On the other hand, sometimes you need to, you need a new voice to change the direction. Uh, they, they haven't gotten to where we all expected them to be at this point. If you wanted to trust the process, it has not worked. Uh, I was not necessarily an anti-trust the process guy. I thought that that was probably a pretty good move because otherwise you're going to be, you know, married and just staying at the, you know, the middle of the pack or a little better than that. Um, so I think they had to do something drastic and they did. Now they got a great player in Joel Embiid, but now how do you surround them? You know, what players can get you uh, a championship or even uh, forget about a championship. Can they just get to the finals? Can they, can they, can they get to a, an NBA finals? Um, it's been a long time. I mean, 2001 is a long time ago. And so mm-hmm. I'd like to see them, um, you know, perhaps y- y- at some point you, ne- you need a new voice. Look, Doc Rivers came in with a lot of, Hoopla, we thought that this was a guy who had won an NBA championship. He'd be able to come here and get the job done. At this point, I'd say it's been a disappointment. And I think the players have something to do with that as well. But right now, um, if if you want a new coach, Chet, I'll throw it at you. If you want a new coach, who's the coach you want? Yeah, that's a great question. I I don't have the answer. I don't know. Um, 
let me ask you, James Harden, what are we going to do with him? Uh, it sounds like he's definitely opting in for the $47 million. Who wouldn't? I would. And then do they extend him for another two years after that at hopefully a lower rate? He's certainly not worth 47 a year for three years. We know that. What do you think is going to happen with Harden? Well, they're going to re- – I mean, he's going to be here. It's right. just a matter of how long and how much money you're going to spend. Um, I'm hoping that he takes a kind of a – a hometown discount that we're able to keep him here in Philadelphia for uh, a lot less money than, than he could get. Um, you know, look, he had one terrific playoff game uh, in the playoffs and that's about it. I mean, it, it, he is a great facilitator. There's no question better than I thought he was or better than I realized he was. That's probably a fair thing to say, mm-hmm. uh, but his shot just wasn't there. Now, it, it, did he hamstring? Was that a problem? I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see starting the season, a healthy James Harden, how much different will he look? And if that's the case, can he maintain it over the 82-game schedule and then into the playoffs and be healthy when they need him in the playoffs? Uh, this year, that wasn't the case. He wasn't a factor at all except for one game when he was terrific. Um, but that that's that's what I'm waiting on, on James Harden. I, look, I don't think you have much of an option. I think you got you to gotta keep the guy. You got to pay him. Uh, I just don't think you let him walk. So uh, I think it's pretty clear he's going to be coming back. It's just a matter of how long. Well, speaking of healthy, uh, we had Joel Embiid pretty much healthy for the entire regular season. He played extremely well, uh, got to the playoffs. He was not necessarily healthy, and he did not play very well again in this playoffs. Is he the guy that they can actually build around and win with? Oh, I think so. I look, I, I do. I think so. I mean, look, the guy's a terrific player. I mean, he, he you know, you, you could say whether he deserved the MB, MVP or not during the regular season. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot on Joel's back, you know, shoulders that he's got to come through for this, for this team. And right now um, I, I don't see, well, Tyrese Maxey did step it up. Uh, so I, I would say Maxey's there, but you know, Tobias actually had a pretty decent playoff in the beginning. I think it kind of tailed off a little bit as we went on in round two, but right now he needs some support. He needs some help. And this team does not have a lot of depth and they need depth and they need some quality players. So um I can't put all the blame on Joel Embiid. I think I think the guy had a pretty darn good year. Uh, the playoffs have been a little little di- have been disappointing. I, I was going to say a little disappointing. I think they've been disappointing only because you got to you got to get this team to the conference finals and you got to get this team to the NBA finals if you're going to be the true star that we all think you are. And it didn't help that he was playing with two or three different injuries in the postseason either. So well, that's true. That's a great point, Chad. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, you know, he was banged up, but Chad, he's always banged up. I know that's, you know, that's always issue, banged yeah. up. So that is a factor too. That's a oh, factor, yeah. you know, so you got to take that into consideration too. Hey, let's switch gears and talk a little hockey for a change. Flyers made some news hiring John Tortorella. He's won a Stanley cup, but he's a guy who's, you know, not afraid to call out his players, not af- afraid to go at it with media members. How's that going to work in Philly? Do you think? I think they need it. Um, you know, I, I was an Elaine Vigneault fan when he first came here. I thought the Flyers got a really good coach, a proven coach that's, you know, had a great track record in the NHL. I think Tortorella has the same, you know, kind of track record, you know, won a Stanley Cup, has this reputation. And has he calmed down a little bit over the course of his long career as a coach, perhaps? But I think he understands the mentality here. You know, at least that's what he said in his, you know, his press conference the other day. He said, you know, he understands the mentality of the Philadelphia fans. So I think that's part of the battle. Um, I'm sure they paid him, you know, handsomely to be here. And and now when you're paid handsomely and, and the expectations are that you're going to come here and get that team to the next level and beyond, 
I, I think he's he's the kind of coach that they probably have to go for because I don't think you could go, could have gone for a coach that just didn't have a proven track record. You need somebody to really change the direction of this franchise. So now, I was at the Stanley Cup in game one in Denver. I, I was out there for a camp in Denver. So I'm a good friend of mine uh, is a very high executive of the NHL. And I, I was able to go to the game one in Denver. And, and and John Cooper is a coach that I'm a huge fan of. I mean, th- what this guy has done with Tampa is just remarkable. Yeah. Uh, and and that's what you need. You need a coach that you, you can rely on this guy to get the team ready year in and year out. And that's what the Flyers have needed. I thought they had it with Elaine Vigneault. Evidently, I was wrong. Let's see if Tortorella is the answer. Yeah, well, and it seems like uh, he's got to have full organizational buy-in because it almost seems like the whole thing needs a makeover, not just on the ice, but there's uh, the the organization seems to be struggling a bit with some business decisions, if you will, now that it's not in the Snyder's hands. Yeah, I think that that's a big factor. It's Snyder not being here, and it's been you know a handful of years now that he has not been around. But the, the organization, I think, misses his direction. Look, he, he was a guiding force for that team for so many years, forty years, something like that. Uh, so he's been a, a huge uh, factor and a voice that I think now they're trying to find their voice. They're trying to find their leadership. I mean, Chuck Fletcher had some success in the NHL before coming here to Philadelphia. Uh, in the front office, they've had a lot of changes in that front office, not necessarily on the well on the hockey side, but definitely on the business side. And so I think they're they're an organization really kind of looking for some direction. Um, and and it hasn't proven, you know, they they haven't found it. Let's put it that way. They have not found it. And can this guy give them some direction? We'll see. Well, as pessimistic as I am on the Sixers right now, I'm pretty optimistic about the Eagles. They had a good offseason, I think. Howie Roseman getting accolades again and uh, a lot of nice additions. Um, are they a real contender now? What are you looking for for this team going forward? I mean, I don't know how you can't think they're going to be a better team than they were a year ago. What, they won nine games last year, right? They're nine yeah. and eight a year ago. So I, I have to believe with the additions in the draft, look, we never know how a team is going to perform from the players from the draft. You just don't know. Uh, you'll find out very quickly. I'll say that in the first few games, you'll know if these players will have an impact or not. But from what we look at now saying, oh, that guy looks like, you know, Nicobe Dean. I mean, he looks like a good player. Jordan Davis, good player. I mean, it looks like they have the players that are going to be very successful with this uh, with this team. And, and as you look at that list, you see how they have the backup center now for Jason Kelsey, who I can't imagine will go beyond this year. You have some help on the defense, which we know they needed help defensively. They've gone through the free agent route to also bolster their defense, both in the secondary and in the linebacking core. Uh, and then obviously offensively, you've, you've made a big commitment uh, with A.J. Brown. And now you have, um, you know, a, a quarterback that that hopefully understands after a full season as a starting quarterback, he's got some weapons. I think this is this is go time for them. This is a this is a time to prove that you are the best team in the NFC East, which isn't saying all that much right now, but it could get you into the playoffs. And let's win a few games in the playoffs. If that's the mentality you should take, I think for the Eagles, um, I'll, I'll be I'll be you know, watching very curiously to see how I, I, I'm actually a Jalen Hurts fan. I actually like his leadership qualities. His passing obviously needs to to improve and. I would certainly hope that this offseason he spent a lot of time working on that arm and throwing the ball to be more accurate. Uh, but I like his leadership. I like his poise. So uh, I'm kind of intrigued to see how they're going to turn out. 
Yeah, me me too, Neil. I, I went on the record to say that I think that J, uh, Jalen Hurts is going to have a huge year. And uh, I, I just think they have enough weapons around them now uh, in the wide receiver position especially. Uh, and that offensive line is still solid as long as Jason and, and Lane uh, Johnson are still there. For that window's getting closed, uh, but they're working to try to fill in behind those guys. But I think this has a chance to be a really good football team. Um, but you don't win games in in May. You you win them in the fall. So we'll see. Yeah, you did mention Jordan Marilata. So you know you you now you have a tackle. I mean, look, he's been he's turned out to be a terrific player. Yeah. Uh, I think there's they're starting to get younger on that offensive line. Uh, they let let Nate Herbig go. They let. Uh, well, Brandon Brooks goes. So, I mean, they, they, they've tried to turn it over and getting younger. I think Cam Jurgens was one of the reasons why, trying to make sure that they get younger and to try to replenish a line that was one of the best in the NFL when healthy a year ago. So, uh, it, yeah, it's a, it's a, if you're an Eagle fan, I, I, you're looking forward to training camp. You're looking forward to the start of the season, and you're looking forward to seeing how this team uh, performs this season. I was going to wait till the Phillies game went final to talk about them. Um, right now they're down four to two in the bottom of the eighth in Texas. Yeah. So in the meantime, uh, tell me what's going on with the play-by-play sports camps. I know you got a busy schedule of things going on. If I can uh, find that and put that up here, let's see. Uh, yeah, you guys are all over the place. Yeah, so uh, th- this is the the 21st year of the camps. It's play-by-play sports broadcasting camps. Uh, I was one of their first speakers in 2002 at Bryn Mawr College, and now we're in 16 cities all over the country. Um, you see there Seattle, August 1st to the 5th. That's a new camp that I'm running this year. I'm a camp director for them, so I run seven of their camps. I'm running Villanova, the camp at Villanova. That's the Philadelphia camp this week with the, mm-hmm. the co-owner, Jeremy Treatment. We run it together. We have a great crowd, of, you know, great group of students or campers that are there. They're ages 10 to, 10 to 18. Uh, it's a really good group. We had John Clark there today uh, from NBC Sports Philadelphia and also NBC 10. And uh, also Mike Corey, who's a play-by-play broadcaster for um, for ESPN. So they were there. So every day we have these great speakers. Uh, we have all these different exercises and things that can improve their skills as a broadcaster. It's, it's really a lot of fun. So um, you see there the list of all the different type of camps that we have or the, or the locations. And we have a lot more. Um, but uh, right now... I was in Denver last week, as I mentioned earlier. Washington, D.C. is a new camp for us this year. Uh, we have a virtual camp next week. I mean, all summer long, we're, we have a camp going on, and, and many times uh, two camps going on at the same time. So this week we're also in Baltimore uh, and then here in Philadelphia. Last week we were in uh, in Dallas and also – I'm sorry, in South Florida and also in in Denver. So we, we're very active, very busy. It's – it's really a lot of fun. The kids, it's tiring. I got to be honest, it's tiring, you know, working with these kids, but it is very rewarding to see these kids. And and the, the beauty is, is you see them come in as a 10 or 11 year old, and then you, then they leave at 17, 18. So they, they stay with us for five, six years. And then when you see them leave and then they go off to college and then they come back as a counselor for us, it's, it's really a neat process to see how, how this all unfolds. So I've really enjoyed it. I've been with them now five years and I uh, really enjoy uh, working with them. Well, Neil, how can the kids sign up, and uh, what does it entail? Is it a day camp, back and forth, they sleep over? What, what's some of the details? Yeah, so playbyplaycamps.com is where you can go, playbyplaycamps.com. Uh, that's where you can uh, you can check out the website. It's a very active website. There's a lot of information there, and you can see a lot of photos and so forth about what we do and the sample of what we do in each, each city. 
Um, most of our camps are have an overnight option. Uh, in Philadelphia, for example, uh, we have, uh, I think it's around 30, 30 to 35 uh, uh, kids that are staying overnight. Um, prior to the pandemic, uh, we, we, we've kind of lost a couple of, uh, you know, some numbers here after the pandemic. So think about it. The, the, as I mentioned earlier, the, the campers, they stay when they come 10, 11, 12, and they stay till they're 17, 18. Um, but when we had the pandemic, we kind of lost this group of, yeah. you know, age group. And so now we're replenishing. And so we're going to be, you know, um, at one point we had 128 at, at our, our camp at, at Villanova this, this year, we're at about 80. Um, it's, it's just a, a neat to see them uh, interact with these other uh, campers that they see once a year every week. So it, we have an overnight option. We have a option where it's Monday through Friday. Uh, we meet at uh, 830 in the morning and we go till four o'clock in the afternoon. We have a little lunch break. We have great guests. We have all these different activities. They're on camera. They get to see themselves on camera, all those type of things. And then people like myself are there to help uh, kind of guide them and give them some 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 guidance about how they can become a better sportscaster. And then um, you know, we, we decided to really move all over the country. So from Seattle to LA, to Boston, to Baltimore, Washington, Dallas, uh, Chicago, I do the Chicago camp, um, you know, so we're in Atlanta, we're, we're everywhere around the country. So we're really hitting a great group of, of, uh, you know, potential, uh, campers and potential sportscasters. So it's, that's, that's pretty neat. And we talked before we went on the air about uh, your gig at Rome, running the sports communication office there. And we've had Kayla Santiago on here with us a couple of times. And not just her, but a bunch of your students have gone on to get some nice jobs already. Yeah, so you mentioned Kayla. Actually, she just texted me a short while ago. And by the way, the Phillies is a final four to two, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kayla is with Delmarva Sports Network. That is a new regional sports network in, in Maryland. Uh, they cover the Del Delmarva Peninsula, so Delaware and Maryland. And she is a sportscaster down there uh, doing play-by-play -play of games as well as uh, anchoring in the studio and working for WBOC. That's the powerhouse TV station down in uh, Salisbury, Maryland. So uh, Kayla is one of our recent graduates and doing a really, really good job and a very talented play-by-play broadcaster. So we're looking forward to seeing how uh, Kayla's career unfolds. Uh, but students, uh, our program is will be four years in the fall, and we have over 300 students in our program, and we're starting to get students that are uh, really landing some excellent jobs. You're going to hear about a couple of them coming up here in the next uh, few weeks about some students nice. here in this market uh, on air that are uh, that have landed uh, some very prominent roles. So I'll leave it at that. But awesome. I'll say that, um, you know, from NFL films to Major League Baseball Network to the area teams, whether it's the Sixers, Flyers, Phillies, Eagles, our students are landing jobs uh, in all those organizations. And um, we're really proud of what we've been able to build. Uh, again, four years old. Uh, and we're, we're getting some, some terrific students and it's, it's nice. I, you know, I also talk to our campers, you know, a lot of these campers are in the, the Philadelphia Metro area, whether it's New York or Philly or, uh, from Maryland, Virginia, um, at least in this market. And then I had a student that went to my Chicago camp that came and visited because he heard me talking about Rome was intrigued and he came and visited campus with his, with his family. So, uh, nice. I think we, we think we have a good thing going and I, and I love having, uh, the students visit. And uh, I'm, I'm loving the job. It's really cool. It's, it's, it's pretty neat, you know, uh, you know, to be able to find a second career after being a sportscaster for 35 years and still being involved in the industry and having an impact on young people's lives has been really rewarding for me. So I've enjoyed it thoroughly. 
Awesome. All right, Neil. I think we have used up all your time already. It flew uh, that fast. Always does. It always does. We we need to get you back for a full hour. So how's that? Well, we'll, we'll work. As, normally, I'm I'm poolside, but because we have camp this week, I'm not <laughs> right. poolside, right? I think. And then you one time brought Leslie in on the call. So yes. By the way, uh, Leslie uh, posted earlier on social media. She, oh, yeah. Her daughter had surgery today, and, and and it looks like everything went really well. Yeah, that was so great I just to see. Throw it out there that you know, Leslie. I'm so glad to see she visited me. Um, you know, not too long ago, so we could have been together. Like we, you know, it's rarity when we get together after being you know co-anchors for uh, at least a dozen years. I kind of lose track. She keeps better track of that than I do. We love Leslie, and yeah, great news about Kendall today. So that was really good yeah. to hear. Yeah. Well, thanks, right, Chet, and I really appreciate you guys having me. All we'll right. Do it again. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate you. Thanks, Neil. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, Chet. Man, that, that's good stuff. I'll tell you what. The, these camps are really cool. What a good way for youngsters that want to get into this. Uh, that's really cool. It is. And Neil was a great job, I'm sure. Absolutely. Well, hey, Chet. Uh, I hate every week to talk about gas prices, but you can't help it. They keep going up. Traveling's going down. Unfortunately, there's a good chance that your couch is getting more mileage than your car. Yeah, so, you know it, Bill. We're talking about Allstate once again. Allstate pay-as-you-go auto insurance. It puts you in control. You only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers. Pay-per-mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with pay-per-mile car insurance by calling your local agent. In Westchester, PA, that is Dave Lavoie. Call David 610-430-0700. Once again, 610-430-0700. And start to save more now that you are driving less. I did some well, hey, driving Chet, on uh, Sunday, Bill. Well, as I was going to say, uh, you know, you're getting out, trying to get out. You made it to the Irish Rover Station House for a Father's Day car show. Tell us about that. Yeah, they had a great turnout on Sunday for the Father's Day car show. I got there pretty early in the morning. I guess it was about 930. I didn't get a final count, but as you can see by looking at the parking lot, which was full of all these classic cars, they had quite a few, over 160, I do believe, muscle cars, antiques from the 1930s, 40s, and 50s, more recent sports cars. You name it, great event, and it was awesome to see such a big crowd on hand for it. But I'm not surprised because they do everything just so well at the Irish Rover Station House. And with the weather warming up here, summer is here. It's a great time to check out the Rover's spacious outdoor patio. And, oh, before I forget, this year once again, the Rover has a slew of nominations in the Best of Bucks competition through the Bucks County Courier Times. You can vote through June 30th. It says July 30th on that graphic. That's wrong. It's only June 30th. So get your votes in. For the Best of Bucks Awards, the Rover has won a bunch. Like I said, over the years, please consider voting for them again this year. Best burger, best happy hour, best you name it. Stop in and find out for yourself how cool this place is. The Irish Rover Station House. It is on Bellevue Avenue in Langhorn. Check it out there. Or go to the website. That would be the theirishroverstationhouse.com. Hey, everybody. It's Willie Nile here, and you're listening to Chet and Bill on Philly Press Box Radio. You lucky people. Well, hey, Chet, we have a great second guest tonight in Ray Lowe uh, returning to Philly Press Box Radio. Give us a quick rundown of, on Ray for those that might not know him. Oh, let's see. Former financial planning guy, now retired from that, but he's a master's swimmer and podcast host. He's a gentleman who has a terrific outlook on making the most out of life. And you know what? He's here. He's ready to roll. Let's bring him on, Bill. 
Let's welcome Ray Lowe back to Philly Press Box Radio. Ray, another gold medal under your belt, and welcome back. Well, yeah, thank you for having me. And and the gold medals are always fun to win, especially when you just topped your 80th birthday. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Hey, adjust your camera so we can see your smiling face there, Ray. Move on over a little bit. There we go. There There we go. go. Yeah, you mentioned. Let me see. You look good. Go you mentioned uh, turning 80. I don't usually mention anybody's age, but you brought it up. So that's great. You know, we talk about the Phillies and the Flyers and the Eagles and Sixers, but there are all sorts of other participatory sports we can discuss, including those for the older set. And Bill, you and I are getting there, by the way. So keep <laughs> that right. in mind. And this guy is a great spokesman for that. Ray, I know it is sometimes considered rude to talk about a person's age, but yeah, you are 80 and you're still out there getting lots of exercise and winning awards and medals. So that's pretty cool. Well, it actually gets better than that. Okay. So I just got back from two events. Uh, One was the U S masters championships for swimming in San Antonio. And the second one was from the national senior games in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And uh, to give you an idea, the national senior games, we had about 11,500 senior citizens over the age of 50 participating in a whole bunch of different sports. And it's amazing when you see the turnout that that shows up for that. And we had one young lady that I want to talk about briefly in our swimming venue who was over the age of 100. Wow. And the interesting thing was, you know, when everybody watched, I mean, we're all out there beating ourselves up trying to win medals. She's, she's out there doing her thing. And she's the one who got the standing ovation when she was done because everybody is there appreciative of how do you get to be a hundred and still doing this stuff? (laughs) It's a great question. (laughs) Right. Well, Ray, I have to ask you, you you compete to win obviously, and you do well at it. Uh, How much training do you do? How many hours a week do you put in? Well, let me uh, circumvent that question a little bit, okay? So I cheat a little bit, all right? (laughs) So one of the things that I've learned is as you get older, it's not about beating yourself up physically anymore. It's about improving your technique and and having a strategy, okay? So my strategy is to every five years when I'm the youngest person in my age group, to really go gung ho. And that's when I try and pour it on and win my medals. Okay. <laughs> you know, there, there's a big difference between uh, being 78 and 80. Uh, you know, yeah. if you look back at your lives, you guys are young guys yet, but if you look oh, yeah. back, how many things could you do five years ago that you can't do today? And it falls <laughs> off dramatically as you get older. And, and I think one of the things that, uh, that people do as they get older, if they want to compete, they have to nurse the bodies around a little bit. You know, if you, if you hurt yourself, it takes forever to re-get those muscles back and get back into training. Now, to answer your question, okay, uh, over the last couple of years, I'm in the pool probably five days a week, probably an hour and a half a day. And I'm in the gym once or twice a week, too. Okay, Uh, but I don't swim these huge numbers of yards that the Olympians swim. You know, I I I never made the Olympic team, but I was there, you know, putting in six, seven, eight thousand yards a day. Well, now my workouts are down around a thousand yards because you got to nurse the body parts and make sure that you don't abuse them. 
And it's all about, uh, you know, making, taking advantage of your, your physical abilities over a short period of time. Hmm. So did I duck hey, that question for you? You no, did that's fine. Good. You did yep. good. Uh, Ray, good. let me ask you this. Our mutual friend, Chris says you actually have won seven more medals recently total. And she said, she's been urging you to pose with all those medals. Like Mark Spitz <laughs> did 50 years ago. Uh, yeah, that would disgust everybody. Uh, you know, we don't have the bodies that we have. I looked at his picture, you know, and I remember, I mean, he's he swam in my era when I was swimming in college and stuff like that. And, and he was just so much better than everybody else. And when you look at that old picture of him with seven gold medals around his uh, around his body, and of course, yeah. he's in this skimpy Speedo. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, now, you know, at my age, you, you wear these jammers and, and body parts <laughs> overhang the jammers. Okay. <laughs> but, but, you know, you, you, you learn to ignore that stuff because uh, competing is just so good for you. And it's so much fun. I'm, I'm normally a couch potato. I mean, I hate to work out. Uh, but but going back a couple of years, I was in a study group and uh, a friend of mine there announced that he was going to run his first marathon. And like a dummy, I came up and said, well, if you finish your marathon, I'll go back to competitive swimming and I'll win something. Well, darn it, he did. OK, and it started me thinking in a whole different way, because I know if I mouth off and say I'm going to do something, then I'm going to take a lot of grief if I don't do it. And that got me off the couch and into the gym where otherwise uh, there was no way you were going to get me there. Hmm. Wow. So what else? Well, no, I, I was going to say you, uh, you also do a podcast, right? You know, and you, I do. you have a financial background, but you have the sports background as well. Is your podcast a mixture of both or what? Well, it's, it's a little different. You know, when I was in my financial planning business, we did a pretty good job of trying to teach people how to save money. And we were good at it. And, and uh, what we were not so good at, though, was teaching people how to spend that money when they got done. And we had people who had substantial funds put together and they, they said they hated their jobs and they kept going back to work. OK, I uh, I was listening in on Neil Hartman when you had him a couple minutes ago. OK, and one of the things that he said intrigued me because he said, you know, he's found a job in his old career in a way, OK, right. where he's doing things that he wanted to do. And, and that's what our podcast is all about. It's about finding that niche. Uh, you know, you guys look pretty happy. I I. <laughs> Our podcast is about the luckiest people in the world. And I suspect you two are two of the luckiest people in the world because you're doing stuff you love to do. You're excited about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think you're working right at this moment. <laughs> Not at no. all. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. So so you're here. And, and, and that's what we try and do in this podcast. And we try and bring on examples of people who have tweaked their careers a little bit to uh, be able to still bring value to people as they age. Okay, and not give up. Uh, I moved not too long ago. I live in this phenomenal place called Willow Valley out in Lancaster. And, uh, and, and that's one of the reasons why we uh, reset our podcast out here, because there are people here that have just done incredible things in their lives and still are. I mean, we have bike clubs that go out and these, these 90 year olds ride 200 miles 
over the course of a week. And I met a, a young uh, man, uh, 92 years old, that was getting in shape. He's going to Europe this summer. He's going to do a 200-mile bike ride. Wow. And his wife, who was a little, a little younger, has climbed Mount Kilimanjaro twice. And, and wow. so, you know, there, there's a lot of people that are doing this stuff and they do it because it's fun. They do it because they want to keep in shape and, and uh, they do it to stay engaged in life. And uh, so that's what excites me. And that's kind of why I do swimming. You know, I wanted to mention one other thing. We had uh, another young lady swimming with us who was totally blind. And if you ever want to see, you know, have an experience of seeing somebody who should not be able to compete, compete at a high level, she just has somebody with a cane with a tennis ball on the end who taps her on the shoulder as she gets near the wall so she can find the turns. Wow. Other than that, you look at this thing and you would never, ever know. Never. Wow. Hey, Ray, uh, a very nice lengthy article about you recently by Margaret Gates at LNP Media Group. Uh, I got a chance to read it last week, and it details how you and your wife 25 years or so back did a sort of a practice retirement and got to tackling bucket list items while you were still in your 50s and how you wanted to make sure you didn't have any regrets. I would say that's a pretty good approach to life. Well, it, there's one problem to it, Chad. Here's What's what that? it is. As you go and you start checking off the bucket list, you find out for everything you check off, two more crop on there. And yeah. it's just never anything. Bucket list never works or never ends. But but the, the neat thing about starting early is that you have time to change your plans a little bit to do this. You have time to be able to do this while you're young enough to do it. And uh, I had one experience. We happened to be in Antarctica. And uh, when you're in Antarctica, you kind of live on a ship and you go on these expeditions every day. And you come back at lunchtime and take a siesta because it's late 24 hours a day. And we had this one couple and they didn't come out one day. And I uh, went up to them at lunch and said, we missed you. Where were you? And they said, well, we made a mistake. We waited too long to take this trip because we wanted to feel financially secure. And now we can't walk up the hill to see the penguins. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is, this is kind of what I've been doing, and uh, it's it's really gratifying. I it, it's it's about uh, showcasing people that are doing exciting things regardless of their age, and and the swimming thing is uh, is is exciting both as competition plus you you build this friends and relationships over time. So I see people every couple of years now that I don't see anywhere else. And some of them go back to people I used to compete against in high school. And they kind of disappeared from the scene. And now here they are. They're fighting the battle with, with the rest of us older folk. I, mm. I like to call ourselves old geezers, by the way. Because I think that's <laughs> what we're doing. Well, hey, Ray, I, I don't know that we can see this in the article. Uh, but you put up, you had seven points in that box uh, on the article, How to Be Lucky. I, I don't think we have time to go through all seven of them. But. Uh, can you kind of summarize those for us? Well, I think I think there are a couple that are really key. Uh, one is to follow what's fascinating and motivating. Yeah, you know, um, too often people are afraid to tackle things that they're interested in doing because people say you're too old or it'll cost too much money or something like that. But but I find that the people that are engaged are those people that are always out looking for new things to do. That's one of them. 
the second thing is to have some sort of purpose in mind of who you are and why you're here. And the people that have uh, some sense of purpose, and that purpose is based on their values, uh, make find it easy to make decisions to do things that are exciting. And the ones that don't, that have never thought about who they are and why they're here and what they're supposed to do, just don't seem to get anywhere. They just uh, go around in circles. So those are the two that are more, more, most important. And, uh, you know, someday when you when you want to give me 17 hours, we'll go through the rest of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, the things I wrote down after reading that were, don't be afraid to change the rules and stop worrying about aging and concentrate on living. How's that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, you did better than I did. Maybe you should write the rules, right? <laughs> you know, Steve, Steve Jobs said something about this rule thing. You know, one of, one of the things about rules is we're fed rules all through our life. So, you know, when you were born, your parents had rules for you, right? And then the church had rules for you. And then your schools had rules for you. And then your job had rules for you. And the next thing you know, you got so many rules, you, you know, you're not free to be you. And one of the things that we found is those people uh, that are free to be themselves, that are living their own lives, find a way to deal with this whole troop of rules they've been given and to select and sort out those that are pertinent to them and those that they're going to follow. You know, we all need rules because we need structure, but you don't want to live your life under somebody else's rules. You want to live them under yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and, and my takeaway, Ray, is as I am just kind of teetering on the retirement, I, I call myself semi-retired right now, is you, you're trying to look out there for having money when you're 80 or whatever, uh, but and not doing the things you might want to do, uh, but you might not ever see 80. Well, that's true. And, and uh, you know, none of us know how long we're going to live. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know. And uh, so the secret is you have to live every day. Uh, You know, I had a coach that had a really interesting theory. You guys will get a kick out of this. Uh, As he got into his 70s, he started doing more and more projects. And people used to ask him, well, what happens if you don't get done with your projects? He said, all it means is that more people will miss me. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're going to put up with unfinished projects. Okay. And, and I, I really think, uh, uh, let me tell you another quick story. We have a young lady out here. Her name is Candace, and she's an actor. And she has done several uh, one-person shows, and she does them on one of the big stages out here in Lancaster. And uh, she did one on Queen Victoria. She did one on... Uh, uh, I don't remember who the others are, but the last one on Queen Victoria, she got worried because it takes her two and a half to three years to research the project and then write her own script. And she's, you know, what happens if I can't perform? Well, you, you can't worry about that stuff. If you worry about that stuff, you're never, never, ever going to get anywhere. And the idea is to just pursue what you want to do in life and keep going. And, and by the way, Bill, you should never, ever retire. Just stay doing what you want. Do do this full time. All you got to do is find a way to get paid lots of money to do it. You're set. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> right. The there key. you go. I like what you're thinking. All right, yeah. Ray, we are out of time. We're going we're gonna to make this an annual event, okay? We're going to do this till you're 110. We're whatever we are at that point. Well, I, I look forward to it because I, I, I love 
the whole sports concept and we can get into a whole lot of things, but thank you so much for having me. And it's always a joy to be here. And it's always a wonderful opportunity to talk about some of the things that I'm working on. So have a awesome. great night. And thanks again for being, for allowing me to be here. All right, Ray. Thank you. Thank you Ray. We appreciate you. Bye-bye. All right. You Chet. Great stuff. Huh? Awesome. Love Ray. How about it? Well, Hey, uh, Jet, we'll jump over to the Phillies real quick. We didn't get to talk with Neil. Yeah, about they that. lost. They did lose. They uh, three in a row. They lost three in a row. They go to Texas and they need to win one of those two games. Now they're off to San Diego, and then they have the Braves. After that, uh, it doesn't get easier. Bryce Harper was back in the lineup. No bats today. Yeah, and you know the bats are going cold all of a sudden, which is not good. The three games that they played without Bryce, they hit one eighty-two the entire lineup, which is not good, obviously. Uh, they got to score more than a couple of runs. Zach Wheeler, unfortunately, today there was a bad call on a check swing that hurt him. He gave up four runs, but only two of them were earned. He deserved better. The bullpen actually did a great job over the last four innings, four and two thirds innings in relief of Wheeler. But uh, they got to get those bats going. I don't know how much you saw of this game or some of the other ones, but Nick Castellanos looks awful. He had a couple of swings today, including a third strike that was in the dirt. He ended up getting to first base on it because it was a wild pitch or pass ball. And then he struck out again. He was like a foot away from the ball. He is like just out of it. Yeah, I, I was going to say to you, he was first on my list, but I'll, I'll jump ahead then and go to JT uh, Realmuto yeah. getting a lot of heat from the Philly fans. A uh, lot, lot, of, lot of fans want to move him. They're probably the same fans that wanted to sign him and extend oh, him. Sure. <laughs> uh, but they, they've turned a little bit on JT. Uh, I don't know that you're moving him with that contract at this point, if you wanted to. It's the what have you done for me lately thing, you know? That's what it is in Philly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, they go to San Diego. They play the Braves. They've yeah. got to be playing 600, 650 ball. You can't you can't be playing 400, 500 ball. you gotta got to win these series. Right now, they're three and a half behind the Braves. The Braves currently, at this moment, hold the third and final wild card spot. But there's a lot of teams in the mix uh, after San Diego and then home against Atlanta. The schedule does let up a little bit. They have a lot of games again against the Nationals and some of the other teams. But they've also got the Blue Jays and Cardinals in there, both of which are over 500. So it's never easy. And no matter who you play, you got to try to win a series. Got to win the games. Good good to have Harper back in the lineup. He he was on fire. A shame they, they lost him for a couple games, but hopefully he gets hot again. Yeah. Speaking of getting hot, Bill, uh, it's summertime, and I'm going to talk a little bit about a good way to deal with the heat, Bill, if that's all right. Uh. Yeah. I'm going to sneak in a random chat. I just felt like I had to do this one. And you know what, Bill? I did this one earlier today poolside so here you go well it's officially summer now and this just in i like beer and i tell you beer is especially tasty on a hot summer sunny afternoon when you're maybe doing some yard work or just lounging by the pool or sitting on the back deck in the evening who am i kidding pretty much anytime it's a good day at night for a beer right oh look my beer fridge you'll, you'll notice that a lot of my favorites seem to be hefeweizens and other wheat beers i'll give you my favorites in that category in a second but I can also recommend a bunch of summer beers and ales that have maybe a bit of a fruity taste to them. Blue Moon makes a nice mango wheat. You want a little peach flavor in your beer? Check this one out from Neshaminy Creek Brewing in beautiful Croydon, PA. It is called Beach Fuzz. And yeah, it has a bit of a peachy taste to it, and it's not bad at all. Bud Light Lime is good. Sam Adams Cherry Wheat are also fun in the summertime. You can't go wrong with those. 
Hey, if you like watermelon, check out some watermelon ales. Either 21st Amendment Hell or High Watermelon or Golden Road's Melon Cart Watermelon. I've discovered several blueberry ales over the last few years that I really, really like. Probably the best, in my opinion, would be Wachusett Brewing's Wachusett Blueberry Ale. And one that I've talked about previously here from New Jersey's Ship Bottom Brewery, Blueberry Bikini Bottom Wheat Ale. I've also mentioned this banana beer quite often because it's been a perennial favorite the last, you know, three years since I've discovered it anyway. It's from the UK, Eagle Brewing. It's banana bread beer. It is just so smooth and quite tasty, I gotta be honest. As for the wheat beers and Hefeweizens and white ales and the like, I can recommend, you know, probably 15 or 20 of them, but I'll give you my, well, a nice little six pack. See what I did there? One of the ones I really, really like is from Yards Brewing in Philadelphia, Summer Crush. It's 5% ABV, citrus wheat. It's a frequent go to me, as is this one from Lion & Kugel, Summer Shandy. Can't go wrong with this one. Very, very smooth and tasty. My buddy Tom just last weekend introduced me to this one from Ocean, New Jersey, Cane Brewing, Cloud Cover, Belgian-style wheat ale. Really good. And another one from uh, the Philly area, Chamonix Creek Brewing in Croydon again. Wayward Wheat. Really, really like this one. I had it at the brewery and bought it at the local uh, beer store. Really, really good. Wayward Wheat. And finally, a couple of German beers. Hausfrauhaus Hefeweizen. And my absolute favorite would be from Nuremberg's Tucker Brau, a smooth, tasty Tucker Helles Hefeweizen. So there you go. Let's pop this one open right now. This is Summer Crush, and it's summer. Enjoy. Enjoy your summer. Drink responsibly. Cheers. Well, Chad, I'm going to start you off with a with a comment um, <laughs> right there from Big John Roberts. Uh, yeah, who drinks double, Heineken? Only yuck. Heineken. Uh, I, I I'm in the court with John on this. Uh, if you're going to have fruit drinks, have a dang fruit drink. What, why are you putting fruit in your beer? What What's up with that? I don't see you drinking watermelon melon ale or a blueberry ale, but expand your horizons, Bill. Yeah, you're not going to see me do that. If I'm going to put anything Summer with crush. fruit in it, it's going to be something else. I, 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 don't, I don't get it all. But, you know, um, people are selling it. People like you buying it. Uh, what can I tell you? And, you know, we got a little uh, beer strike up in the Philly area, the distributors. Uh, they just voted on Sunday to go on strike. So a lot of restaurants and uh, sellers of beer are worried that they're not going to be able to get beer for the 4th of July. So it's a real concern in the Philly area right now. Well, uh, huh, my, my fridge is stocked, so I'm okay. <laughs> All right. I got I want to throw another question right up there for you. Dave Yarnell wants to know about that banana. Oh, I love it. Beer. I've been drinking that the last three years. It is a go-to for me. It's available uh, at Canals and Buy Right by me, probably other places. I love it. And it's not ridiculously priced. It's $10 or $11 for a six-pack or I think $10.99 for a four-pack of bottles. But I love the banana bread beer. Love it. Okay. I have one final question for you because inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. All right. When you drink these fruity beers, do you, do you drink them with like pinky out kind of thing? You is can, that, yeah. It makes you look a little uh, it, snobby, yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Come all on. right, let's move on. Let's give a shout out to all the shows at the Edge of Philly Sports Network this week. As usual, it's wall-to-wall -wall coverage. The network is loaded up again. You can catch all the action on www.eopsports.com as well as Edge of Philly Sports 
on YouTube. You can also find our show on Philly Press Box Radio YouTube channel as well. Please help us out by hitting those subscribe, follow, like buttons, and share with your family and friends. Monday podcast, Talking Flyers, the Broad Street Bullies. They'll be talking a lot of John Tortorella. Tuesday, Talking Philly Sports with Matty B. Check that out. Post game, they're probably going to be on here very shortly. Of course, you have us tonight with Neil and Ray. Tonight at 8.30, not 9.30, Big Al will have Pat Bernard on with him, and uh, that will be a permanent move to 8.30 for the guys at EOP. Saturday morning, 9 o'clock, the Patterson Avenue Fanatics, Breakfast with the Boys. Check that out. And Sunday, all across all the time, lacrosse, Philly, and beyond, beyond Sunday, 9 p.m. Check them out. All right, Bill. Okay. Well, Chet, great guest tonight in Neil Hartman and Ray Lowe. Ray, both interesting guys. Ray, uh, Ray in a whole different area, but really kind of uh, a neat guy. And that article, we'll, we'll post that article on our Philly Press Box Radio Facebook page. People can take a look at it. It's a good article, and uh, his seven keys uh, are also really good. But anyway, who's coming to Philly Press Box Radio next week? Well, next week, Bill, I haven't yet confirmed our first guest yet. I'm still working on it. It is hopefully a real good one. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to tell you who it might be, but I'm trying to get a commitment from this particular person. We shall see. In the second half hour, Bill, we have something different. It is, well, for me, I've you know talked to musical people before. I'm going to do it again. It's a chat with an up-and-coming country music duo, believe it or not, from Asbury Park, New Jersey, who just the other day released their second album. The duo is known as Williams Honor. It's a guy and a woman, and their singer, oh, their singer is knocking at my door right now. So here's uh, Reagan Richards, who has uh, something to say here. Chet, hey! We just did a uh, podcast, and uh, you guys will be seeing that next week with uh, Philly Press Box Radio. So exciting. Yeah, Reagan Richards of uh, Williams Honor. They're from Asbury Park slash Nashville. They go back and forth between the two, and they just put out their second album, and it's pretty darn good. Very cool. We'll check it out. All right. Uh, we do have a time for to throw a little Eagles chat in here real quick. We didn't get to it. Uh, they're getting better this offseason. They added safety Jaquiski Tart, formerly the 49ers. You like that? It seems like uh, they've, they've touched every position but the safety position. They've now done that. In a word, Bill, eh, he's 30 yeah. years. He's 30 years old. He's been pretty mediocre his entire seven years in the league. Uh, he's supposedly a good tackler, but a subpar coverage guy. He's only got four interceptions in his seven seasons in the league. I'm having a tough time getting excited about this guy. Well, you know what? Um, if he can add some depth, even if he's not a not a step in guy, uh, you know, you know, people are going to get banged up, and uh, you got to have some depth. I and mean, he can step in and be a veteran. Provide some leadership. Uh, it's all good, and it's a, it's another move by Howie Roseman and the team to try to continue to get better. I like that part too. Yeah, and they clearly did need, and probably still do need, some help at safety. So it can't hurt unless the guy's like a, a total bust. But uh, we shall see, as I like to say. All right, let's take another quick break. Thank our friends at the PPCC One Eighteen Raz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page. So people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They continue to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more. They have small line rises to give you greater odds of winning. Check out their Facebook page. 
Like it or follow it. It's PPCC 118 Raz Room. That's right. PPCC 118 Raz Room on Facebook. And Chet, I will tell yeah. you just to say uh, this evening, someone won a mini hel- Penn State mini helmet signed by James Franklin. How's that? That is very cool. I actually watched your uh, lengthy two minute show, Bill. There you go. <laughs> do you have a parting shot tonight, sir? I do. I do have one right here, Bill. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame last week announced its 2022 inductees, and it's a great list. Uh, Honorees will include Jimmy Rollins, Bernard Hopkins, David Akers, the 1983 Philadelphia 76ers, Keith Allen, of course, and a couple of legendary Big Five coaches, Phil Martelli and the late Raleigh Massimino, and oh yeah, your favorite, Howard Eskin, going into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame, Bill. Uh, I don't know if you're excited about that or not, but it is what it is. Uh, you want to comment right there? Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I have no problem with Howard Eskin going into there. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's Philadelphia sports. Like him or hate him, he's been doing this for 40 years or whatever yeah. it's been, and uh, he's still here. And uh, the one thing I will say about Howard, again, like him or not like him, his sources have always been good. And when he reports, it's usually right. And so. he's at pretty much every event in Philadelphia uh-huh. sports. Right. Speaking I, of which, he'll probably. And I've never met time. Howard, by the way. I, I, I have. He, he's he's not a bad guy. Yeah. Our I, friend I, Matty B is apparently tied with him. Matty B's had him on the show a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, Howard will probably be at this in 2026. World Cup soccer coming to Philadelphia four years from now. I'm not a huge soccer guy, Bill, but still, that is pretty cool. Over the past week, Bill, David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust album turned 50. And both of these two legends, Paul McCartney and Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, celebrated birthday number 80. Not sure that they will live forever, those two, but their great music certainly will, as will that of David Bowie. And speaking of birthdays, Bill, this is uh, this is very cool. Uh, we have to say happy birthday to this young guy on the left, Freddie Burns the fourth. We know what little Freddie's been through the last eight or nine months, so it is Great to see him doing well and celebrating turning three. Happy birthday, Freddie the Fourth. Absolutely. And along with that, rest in peace to Tony Saragusa today, just yeah. 55 years old. And uh, the Ravens also lost one of their linebackers today, just 25, 26 yeah, years old, that. Uh, passed away. So tough day for the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, Tony Saragusa, good, good player, good person. And, uh, you know, like you say, got to got to live every day. And Rob Gronkowski announced his retirement the other day. Will he come back like Tom Brady? Who knows? I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. No, he. I think you know he retired once already, and he came back. Yeah. I, I think he's done. He's beat up, and uh, I think it's time that the the Gronk is going to move on. I believe he's a future Hall of Famer for sure. Would have put up even better numbers if he didn't have some injuries, you know, here and there over the years, and missed the year with the retirement. So yeah, that's right. Wrap All it right, up, Bill. let's wrap it up. Let's thank tonight's special guest, Neil Hartman and Ray Lowe, our sponsors, the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, PPCC 118 Raz Room, and Dave LaVoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. For Jim Chachesco, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, June 29th at 7 p.m. You can see us live on Facebook. Listen to our website, phillypressboxradio.com, on blogtalkradio.com slash Radio. On Google Podcasts, as well as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and all the others. High hopes, Philadelphia sports fans.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.